the Vegas. In my seventh, yeah, seven, in my seventh year of school, I, would, I think it's safe to say that I pretty much experienced anything a college kid could, could and should have. By year I tell you, I wasn't frequenting the student cafeteria so much anymore. Now I was, I was going to lunch downtown with the director of student affairs. I was no longer trying to find tickets to see the homecoming concert and showing up early so I could get a good seat. No, now I was skipping the line and watching Pharrell perform while I was eating and drinking in the president's suite. And, and not really trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I'm pretty sure I was on like seven or eight different pages on the Valmont University website. You know, that's the face of a fucking university. So, you know, seven years is a long time to be on a college campus, but somehow here I was, still being Hammy the Great for a whole new generation of students. But being in school this long, you see a lot of people come and go. I saw a lot of my friends go and move on to other stages in life. And one of my boys had gotten engaged, and he wanted to get a few of his guys together for some bachelor party festivities. Him being one of my first friends to actually get engaged, uh, I've never done one of these uh, bachelor parties before. So I was definitely in it. So the crew was assembled. Primo, the groom-to-be, Chucky, Wheels, Mo, and myself. All of us had started college together, pledged together, and actually lived in the same dorms together for our first couple of years in school. But despite all of us starting college at the same time, we had all taken, you know, different paths towards graduation, and I was the only one still left in school. So I looked at this trip as a chance to reconnect and have fun like the good old days. Wheels, he was living out in Reno, Nevada, after leaving school to enlist in the military. And none of us had seen him in a little over two years. So the decision was made to make a week-long trip to Las Vegas where Wheels could easily meet up with us. Now. I'm pretty goal-oriented. I knew what I wanted from this adventure. You know, this is my this is, and, and this was the list of Las Vegas objectives that I emailed to the boys after I you know, booked my flight. One, bait an elderly woman into punching in the face. Two, start a casino brawl, and when I tell the tale later in life, refer to it as the Casino Royale. Three, sneak some sliced deli meats into a strip club and surprise the dancer. Four get locked in a maintenance closet at a nightclub. Five, someone must get kicked out of somewhere for being simply too disrespectful. Six, get wheels kicked out of the military. Seven, construct a makeshift IV and fill it with beer. Eight, stop traffic as we take a picture walking across the strip like the Beatles. That's what I wanted to do, that's it. Now, whether the other four guys knew it or not, my plan was to try to get one of us as close to death as possible by any means necessary. I mean, come on, it's Vegas. As far as I'm concerned, we need to be getting super stupid wild. Being the reckless one in the group, I assumed I would have to be the motivating factor to get everyone to cut loose and indulge in all the sin that the city had to offer. You know, it's Sin City, everybody gets crazy in Vegas, right? And I was the last one to land it. So from the Vegas airport, I got in a taxi and uh, I was on my way to the condo. And I'm, in the, and, I, and I'm in the taxi and I'm thinking to myself like, these guys are probably in the condo, like, playing spades or watching some playoff game. Basically, anything you would do in any other city, any other time, as opposed to, you know, experiencing the Sodom and Gomorrah that is fucking Vegas. So I'm like, all right, what do I got to do when I get there to get this get this party started? You know? And um, But I, I pulled up, I opened the door to the condo, and to my surprise, you know, they already had 
the, the groundwork covered. There was bottles upon bottles everywhere of all the alcohols. The fridge had beers upon beers, imported and domestic, because they were balling. Mad pizza boxes stacked from the table to the damn ceiling. Wings everywhere. Uh, a hoagie platter, because I love hoagies. They made sure to get me my fucking deli meats and cheeses. And and then and and then I'm I'm walking through the room and I'm, it's just a haze of weed and you know Rick Ross is playing so I'm just like, like this, all right motherfuckers I see y'all ain't playing let's get this shit popping I didn't even shower I threw my bags into the corner of the room and the five of us set out on our quest the first night we decided to simply experience the strip you know we, none of us have been to Vegas before so let's go see what this is all about I normally hate tourists. But this damn city was so bright, I, I couldn't help but to look around and be mesmerized by all the lights. I was like some snot-nosed kid at Disneyland. We started off by hitting every single bar we saw for a round of shots. And again, none of us had ever been to Vegas. So imagine my surprise we found out that there are literally one million bars on the strip. Like, they don't make it difficult for you to get MC Hammered at all out here. I felt like it was my obligation to purchase a beverage every single time one of my hands was empty. Normally, I don't double fist drinks like that, but I mean, I'm in Vegas and I had absolutely no regard for my well-being. As we started making our rounds and hitting these bars and talking to random people, I became fully aware that everyone was from out of town and that everyone really loved black guys for some reason. Like, it was the opposite of the South. I don't know exactly why, but there were barely any black guys in the whole city, like at least as far as I could see. Like, we were the only ones. And not being around any black people was kind of weird to me, being that I grew up in, and now currently live in a pretty diverse region of the United States. I mean, we really stuck out. Maybe we looked like a basketball team or, or something because we were stopped numerous times on the street. Like, while we were in the bars, he would walk over to us and ask us like what we did for a living, then buy us shots and, or buy us beers. I mean, everybody was pretty friendly, if you ask me. And in the beginning, we would tell the truth. Like, we're a bachelor party, you know, just here for bachelor party festivities. But then eventually, you know, we just stopped giving a fuck. Sometimes we were the creative team behind a bunch of failed BT shows. And other times, we were, like a, we were teammates from a small basketball club from Rome. And I think, I think one time I even told people that we were P. Diddy's scout team. We'd go places and see if the party was popping enough where we'd tell P. Diddy to come through. So, I mean, if you turn this shit up, I swear to God, Puff Daddy will appear. You know, and their responses were always the same. That's fucking awesome. Drink this. And and drink this I must, goddammit. At some point in the evening we were drunk and we were navigating the streets looking for the next place to enable our drinking habits and we found this low end casino like right off the strip and it was advertising corona specials. So we went in, you know, for some cheap beers. And the actual bar didn't have five seats available. But we saw these guys wearing Arizona state gear sitting at a couple tables near the bar. So Wheels heads over to to them and told the ASU dudes to beat it. Literally, just said, beat it. I was standing behind wheels thinking like, here we go. We're going to have a problem. And even though I didn't agree to his methods, I had his back. So, you know. Plus, plus, if anything jumped off, I would be able, I would be able to scratch off the casino brawl from the list. You know, night one. You know, one objective was done. But rather than get offended, these ASU guys, they just got up and gave us their tables, you know, and just avoided any altercation. I don't, I don't know what Jedi mind trick wheels pulled, but... It seemed Casino Royale had to throw in the back burner for now. We took our seats and we started loading up the table of Coronas. You know, seriously, the bartender just handed over a case and a bottle opener. We just grabbed beers until each of us was holding like four at a time. And at this point, I lost interest in everyone else around because there was so much booze on the table that I, and I had internally challenged myself to drink it all within 30 minutes. Like, there's, look at all this beer, drink that beer. And as my crew talked and drank, a group of six chicks walked past our table. 
Now, because we're men and they are women, we stopped our conversation to gawk at them as they sauntered past us in their colorful dress and high heels. And maybe, maybe we weren't something that was necessary for them to stop and stare at, but Mo was. Because the sixth girl in the group stopped dead in her tracks, pointed at Mo, and screamed, He is fucking gorgeous. And that made their entire group stop and pay attention to us. The sixth, the sixth chick of the group then physically counted around our table and yelled, Chrissy, get 15 Coronas, and promptly sat down on Mo's lap. I just plopped down. Chrissy did as commanded and ordered and walked to the bar, ordered 15 Coronas, and then the five chicks pulled up chairs and sat down with us. Now, I was amazed by the power of chick number six to alter the, whatever their plans were for her to sit down on Mo's lap, because I don't know what originally they were doing, but now they're with us. But then the beers came and distracted me again. And the girls were pretty mixy, and apparently they had you know some cash to blow, considering they had no problem buying us rounds of drinks. As time went along, you know, they got a little tipsier and louder and friendlier. The chick number six had resorted to kidnapping Mo to the corner, where they could have their own intimate conversation. And and by intimate, I mean she had unbuttoned his shirt, and by conversation, I mean she was looking and sucking his chest. A different girl in the posse, however, decided she wanted Chucky and started to dry hump him. It was fucking ridiculous. I don't even think that she spoke to Chucky. She just straddled him and then began humping. Like it was like an Anna Nicole Smith moment. And what made the situation uncomfortable for me was that I was sitting next to them, actively trying to partake in the conversation of the table while trying to disregard the not so quiet swishing noise of her dress was making against his jeans. There's a girl sucking chest on one side of me and another girl humping jeans on the other side. Meanwhile, the table's talking about like the last episode of Shark Tank. Like, nobody seems to see what's going on around Nothing? Nothing out of the ordinary is happening? All right. Cool. Fast forward about 30 minutes, and our little section had attracted more attention and more friends. You know, some other chicks had come over to socialize, and then some random guys filtered over. Honestly, that place was the spot to be in Vegas. And we had that shit turned all the way up. A middle-aged fat man barreled over to us, grabbed wheels, and told him he liked our style. He respected that we, quote-unquote, get the hose and wanted to give us mad props or whatever. I don't know. So he started buying shots of Jaeger. He bought two more rounds before Mo and Wheels backed out because they didn't feel right accepting shots from some sketchy dude. But I, on the other hand, I mean, I challenged him to ante up on the beverages. I basically said, look, man, you better order some more motherfucking Jaeger until one of these bitches dies and we got it scattered. Okay, make it hot. That's all I had to say. And he must have been really high and really drunk because he ordered 20 shots of Jaeger. No one else wanted to take him, so I flipped it on him and challenged him to a one-on-one drink-off. The game is called Whoever Wins Dies. Four shots in, I got a little wobbly, I'll admit. I got a little wobbly, and I decided to cheat. As I pick up the shots, I'll pour it on the ground. While Mo distracted everybody by climbing on top of the bar and started screaming at the top of his lungs like a fire engine. For some reason, no one in the casino seemed to have a problem with this no one sent over security no one got upset or even told him to get down some people laughed you know some people looked disgusted and some people even joined in on the fire engine screams it was bizarre but i was you know it was a distraction for me as i poured these these shots of jaeger on the ground and even the bartender's reaction was kind of weird the bartender just pulled him uh, pulled him to the side and said uh she wasn't going to service any more shots until he stopped making fire truck noises and she wasn't mad she said it in the most polite manner i love this town while we were talking Mo climbed down from the bar, only to be pulled back into the corner by that molester chick. I thought the night couldn't get any more random when a little Hispanic man walked up to me and he said his name was Pablo Paco, and I had to cut him off right away. I wasn't in the mood for any racial shit. Still, he tried to reassure me that his name was really Pablo Paco. 
all the while he's speaking the most terrible English. An impatient Chucky told me to shut the fuck up and take us to the cocaine. Chucky's exact statement was, A, 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 shut the fuck up unless you got the yeah, yo, little man. It seemed you could say whatever you wanted in Vegas, and nobody seemed to care, because apparently he understood that because he scurried away towards the slots, swear to God, and disappeared. Ten minutes later, he comes back and says, follow him to get the yayo. So we follow our noses through the casino where we meet a guy at the slots who was wearing a kilt. Solely because he was wearing a kilt, I immediately decided whatever he was selling, I'm going to fucking buy it. He told me and Chucky that he knew a guy who had the coke, but he was at a club in the MGM Grand. Chucky and I said we would absolutely follow him there. Fuck that group. So off we went. Me, Chucky, and the kilt man left in search of the club that had the guy with the Vegas coat. 